Hello, screeders. Do you ever wonder what makes anyone do anything, even you? I do, and I don't know the answer. That's why I'm asking. Sometimes people like to listen to this show, and a hundred of people or so will take a listen, check it out. I'm always humbled and surprised. Other times, barely half that. But I'm not sure that it matters. I'm really only talking to the people that want to hear and need to hear maybe the trials and tribulations (laughs) of, uh, I almost said a failed 50-year-old, but I don't know if that's even true. Just, Just another guy who plays games and tries to make his way through life. Uh, the best way that he can, trying to make up for being an a-hole most of the time. I don't know if I'm successful, and I don't know. And hopefully, people will let me know if they get sick of listening and just say, "Hey, doucher, hang it up." I'm sick of hearing your van's GPS. I wouldn't blame you. I'm kind of sick of hearing my van's GPS too. But I don't know. What I do know. Is today is Wednesday, November 25th, Thanksgiving's Eve 2020. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Hey Hobbs, I just wanted to say thank you for the words that you recorded on Wednesday. Um, I guess they didn't go out on Wednesday, but you recorded them, reaching out to me. Thank you, man. Also, you were sort of talking about how you're not sure about Screed. And I have to say that I really look forward to hearing your voice and you talking about your games. Half the time, I have no idea really what you're talking about. But it really doesn't matter to me because it's your enthusiasm that sort of picks me up, shakes me by the scruff of my neck and kind of, you know, enthuses me. And I uh, I just thank you for that. I really do. Um, but, you know, you don't do it if you don't want to, man. Um, you know, you've got to do you. I just wanted to know that... Um, At least one person out here appreciates it. Anyway, thank you once again for your good wishes, and I wish you all the best, man. Game on. All right, Che, my man from Roleplay Rescue, thank you so much for calling in. I super appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate you, and I'm glad to hear that I can help you in some way, and I will endeavor to do it more often. The best laid plans can often escape us. I feel like I feel like I was doing good and I feel I have lots of things to talk about, but then sometimes they all just kind of sift away and I don't ever catch any of them. None of the memories or thoughts or ideas are so big that I hold on to them. Sad, isn't it? seems sad to me. Uh, Anyway, I hope you are well. I wish that we could get into games easier together because I'm really kind of uh, chuffed up about playing some military sci-fi. A little pew pew in my giddy up and go would be wonderful. Anyhow, I hope to drop some information about what I've been doing in the next segment. Thanks again, Che, for calling in. You the man. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. 
Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sad nap, man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. A little bit of vinyl couch. Second thing in this episode of Random Screed. So, yeah, I have recently heard two things in the past week or so that resonated pretty well with me. Uh, I really was a fan. The first one was the three steps to uh, a mindset of success. So, I am going to relate these steps to you, and you do with them as you will. The story that I heard comes from a guy who was carjacked and then kidnapped. And this is the way that he made it through. And that was step one. It is what it is. The shit's going on. It's happening. It doesn't matter how surreal it is. It doesn't matter how much you can't believe it's happening to you. It is. It is what it is, my friends. So, what are we going to do about it? We are going to step two. Harvest the good. So, find whatever you can in whatever situation you're in that you can use and take and learn. Nothing worthwhile was ever done without mistakes or problems or errors. That's part of the learning process. So don't beat yourself up about that. Find what is good in the situation. To say our guy in Johannesburg in the back of his own car being kidnapped while his car is being stolen, for him, the good was his daughter was supposed to be with him, but she couldn't go. So he knew she was safe at home. And that was good. So yes, he was in dire straits, but his daughter and sister, who were also supposed to be with him, were not. And for him, that helped him clear his brain instead of not being able to have a mindset of success and being stuck in a place that he couldn't do anything about. He harvested the good. We can harvest the good as well. All of us. There's always good to be taken out of every situation. So, step one, it is what it is. Step two, harvest the good. Step three, I'm paraphrasing here. Fuck the rest. Seriously, let it go. It is what it is. You got what you needed. You're a better person for it. Now don't hold on to the rest of it and make it affect you negatively. Fuck it. Just fuck it. It's not going to help you. Let it go. Our boy in Johannesburg, how did he let it go? He prayed for not necessarily the people that were kidnapping him, but for their children to get out of whatever depravity that caused their parents to do what they were doing, he hoped they could get out. And uh, while not everyone is this dude who is a saint, still, at the very least, just let it go. Don't, don't begrudge. Don't seek vengeance. Don't do any of that shit. 
just let it go. So that was the first process. It is what it is. Harvest the good, fuck the rest. Say it with me, people. It'll get you through some tough times. The next thing I heard was just yesterday at uh, our company meeting, which is all attend people. Uh, one guy stepped up and talked about rituals. I guess this comes from Tony Robbins and the idea that all these habits, these things that we do are rituals. And if you can delineate, dig in a little deeper and figure out which rituals are stopping you from breeding the success that you not only want but deserve so figure out what those rituals are that are stopping you and change them if i can become a vegan and stop eating meat eggs cheese all that stuff for however long there's no reason i cannot self-analyze ferret out rituals that are sabotaging my success whatever that success may be so there you go the first three-step process to a positive mindset and then another methodology of positivity and success change your rituals recognize your inner witch your inner demonologist your summoner and let's summon the things that help us as opposed to the things that harm us we're our own biggest enemies our own nightmares come from within they may have been caused by someone else or we may relate these nightmares to someone else but if we follow the three-step process, it don't matter. And I'm not saying it's easy, guys. I struggle too. Seriously, last night I woke up from a nightmare at 3 a.m. that made me doubt myself, uh, the crazy fucked up relationship I'm in with my wife. And I was just like, what in the hell am I doing? I don't understand it. I'm up at three o'clock and I'm looking for memes that can, <laughs> that visually can reproduce how I was feeling. What in the fuck am I doing with my life? And then I started watching some poker videos of uh, Dean Eggs and Doug Polk and their grudge match for souls. Heads up, no limit, hold them. Damn, I'm getting deep into the weeds with this. Anyway, all I'm trying to tell you is is I am a motherfucking flawed individual, as we all are. But, but, I know way more about the rat mole of Uruguay than I did last night before I went to sleep. So, there you go. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's the best. But it's way better than the alternative, because we all got a job to do. So for a few episodes now, I've been talking about these new games that I started. I realized that I was struggling with Hobbs and Friends and 
resilience, not resilience, resistance towards getting schedules to work out and doing the outlines and getting people on the show. But I did not want to fail uh, those people who want to hear my voice and see what I'm doing. So I restructured my efforts and um, decided to change some rituals of not ending up doing anything, sitting on my ass and watching TV shows with my wife. However, time consuming, it wasn't the productive productivity I was looking for. So I started up three traditional games. I've talked about them at length. Uh, but one thing that I wanted to do, one of the games, the Green River Gamers Association, what hap- which happens on Sunday mornings, uh, has one of my old friends, Aaron Wade, in it. And Aaron is a blogger. He likes to blog about his recumbent trike. Yes, friends, that's how fucking old I am. My buddy rides a recumbent trike and loves it. I don't think we're that old, but apparently he's an old soul and he likes it. And what does this have to do with you? Well, he has done some write-ups and people have uh, enjoyed them. I have him read them at the beginning of each session. So he does a recap of the session before. I finally got him to send me an email of them. So I want to read you the recaps of Chronicle of the Cursed Axe. So this is a low fantasy gaming campaign that took place directly after we wrapped up, stuck a fork in, crumpled up, and threw away the Days of Lincium campaign. I also have all the write-ups from the Days of Lincium, so I will also be doing those occasionally. I just don't want to uh, fill up the podcast with so many different things no one knows what to call into. I'm sure that's why there has been a dearth of call-ins. That and hearing me talk about my madness has to be difficult to reply to constantly. How often can you try and send words of encouragement and, hey, yeah, I'm fucking crazy too. Let's all be crazy together. I don't know, which is why I'm turning it over to the words of Aaron Wade. These are the days of high adventure. It is October 4th, 2020. The adventure begins in Crow's Keep, the capital of Argosa, the Midlands. The party is three. A cultist, Tor Lumpkin, a rogue named Duchess, and a monk named Gedwin. Their bonds are their times as slaves. First for Duchess and Gedwin to the Thule, and later for Tor and Gedwin as gladiators in the Didician Empire to the south. Now free, they seek to make their own way and their fortunes on their own. The group is hired by the Hunter's Guild to find a group of missing hunters, people who disappeared on mission to take down Big Beak, a a monster terrorizing the forest of Drelnor. In return for finding the hunting crew, the group will receive a substantial fee as well as a year's tracking services from the Hunter's Guild. They head out on a long march to the forest. Along the way, they see on a ridge a figure wearing a wooden bird mask. 
she, presumably she, lets out an ululating cry and storm clouds gather, moving towards the group as thunder cracks. Our heroes look to the ridge, and the figure is gone. They never find out what or why. They take cover for the night and wait out the storm, though it never seems to arrive. Days later, when they reach the forest, they begin the search for the old hunter's lodge where uh, the group of would-be killers of Big Beak were said to be. Uh, Duchess, who is their scout, spies some scorn uh, in line 10 to 20 yards apart, appearing to stay in guard. She briefly considers taking the nearest one out, but decides it is better to not, and that the three adventurers versus an indeterminate number of beast men is bad math, and the group goes around them. Later, they come across an archer wandering through the woods. He says he is Aaron, who happens to be one of the hunters who is said to be disappeared. However, rather than seeming pleased that he has been found and potentially rescued, he tries to initially send the group away. With some prompting, though, he takes our heroes back to the hunter's lodge. Our heroes find that there are only six hunters left. Aaron, the one they had found outside in the woods... Larwig, Derek, Ethan, Horn, and Rudgar. These hunters seem nervous, but over a meal they describe their battle with Big Beak, who killed half the party. They say that they remain in the forest because the beast is only wounded now, and they hope to finish that job they started. The following day, however, the group is suspicious and looks about the old lodge compound. Duchess gets caught going through some of the hunter's gear and gracefully retreats back to the chicken coop where the group has made their camp. <laughs> um, uh, Gedwin finds a sacrificial dagger hidden under uh, in a bag in the barn. Also, while they're doing all of this, Tor is called over by a man hiding off in the trees. He is wounded and says his name is Farrick. Also, one of the missing hunters, and one that the group at the lodge said was killed by Big Beak. He says that these hunters at the lodge killed all the other companions and cut out their hearts. To quote, beware Rudgar. He indicates that the group follows Olnuk Sorg, the silent god. The group confers back at the coop to compare notes. As they do this, some of the hunters return to camp, dragging a man behind them. The heroes confront them, offering to help and to heal, but they are told that they do not want help. And there, the sessions end. The session ends. Still, we have Tor, Duchess, and Gedwin in the heart of the hunter's camp. Unclear what might happen next.